Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of moon dust, moon crust, and moon rocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always sign us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Now, Vicksburg is gearing up for a week long celebration to celebrate the 130th anniversary of the bottling of Coca-Cola in Vicksburg. How cool is that? Joining us is Laura Beth with Visit Vicksburg and as well as Nancy Bell with Biedenharn Coca-Cola Museum. So welcome, ladies. Thank you so much. Nancy, Thank you for having us. Absolutely. This is great. And I think more people need to know about the history and then come out and celebrate it. So, Nancy, I'm going to kick it off with you. 130 years. Man, that's a long time um, to be celebrating or have Coca-Cola's history there in Vicksburg. So take us back 130 years ago. I know you were there for the first bottling of the first Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that old some days. Yeah, but no. <laughs> so what is the history uh, there in Vicksburg? Okay. Um, this is where Coca-Cola was first bottled anywhere in the world. And what happened was that Joe Biedenhorn and his family had a candy store where they also um, had a soda fountain. And in that soda fountain, they had oh, a variety of flavors, including their own strawberry flavor. And one day, um, Asa Candler, who owned the Coca-Cola company at the time, his nephew came in and said, hey, would you like to put this new flavor, Coca-Cola, in your fountain. And Joe did that. He, he tasted it. He liked it, so he put in his fountain. So he would also bottle his own flavor, and he would send that to people out in the country, or you could come in and buy a case. But people would come in, and they'd get a Coca-Cola out of the fountain, and they'd say, ooh, this is really good. You know, I'd much rather have this than your flavor. And, um, you know, can I not get this bottled? Well, he had so many requests for it that he bottled he he decided that that was the thing to do. You know, he would he would bottle it. So he bottled two cases um, in his own Beatenhorn Candy Company bottles. He sent them to Atlanta to ask for permission, and they said, "Yeah, it's fine. Do it if you want to. Won't amount to anything, but it, go ahead and do that." And of course, that's really what launched Coca Cola was that ability to get it anywhere, anytime, any place. And so that was 130 years ago. So, Miss Nancy, at what time did Coca-Cola go, oops, whoopsies, take backs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting. Um, and, you know, that was just essentially a handshake kind of thing. You know, yeah, okay. Actually, what they said was, it's fine, is what they re- their reply was. Um, and so in 1899, when other places started 
bottling as well. They signed a contract in Chattanooga, and when they signed that contract for a franchise, um, then they said, well, you can have all these areas, but you can't have any area that Mr. Beatenhorn is already bottling in him. So it was, you know, very clear that Mr. Beatenhorn had started it, but by, by, you know, in 1894, but five years later, they were signing contracts. So that's crazy to think that if you've enjoyed a Coca-Cola product today, that may have never happened in that in a portable way without, you know, a Vicksburg man sort of thinking to sort of do that. Although you you would think, Nancy, that maybe somebody would have thought it um, thought it out. But the point is, a, a Mississippian thought it first. And yeah. you guys tell that whole story there at the Coca-Cola Museum. So if we're yes, coming we to do. visit Vicksburg um, as we celebrate the 130th anniversary, what's there at the museum? We have um, history of Coca-Cola, history of the Beanhorn family. We have a reproduction of the bottling works that you used to bottle Coca-Cola because, of course, you had to make your own soda water. You could, you could go buy it, but you couldn't buy it in the amounts that you needed to buy it in. And so you had to make your own carbonated water. And um, so we have that, that display. We also have Coca-Cola memorabilia from the beginning to the present day which is very nostalgic for, for most people because, of course, Coca-Cola is the really the best-known icon in the world. And it's also very also collectible. Yeah. Pardon me? I said, and they're very collectible. There's a lot of folks who out there who collect memorabilia associated to Coca-Cola. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, we have a gift shop. We sell a lot of that as well. Um, we um, have Coke floats and have bottles of Coca-Cola, the little bottles that people are familiar with, and and um, just ice cream, too. Do you enjoy seeing the smiles of families come in, Nancy, and, and be able to get a Coke from like the um, um, it's like a, like the soda fountain that they used to have or get the Coke float kind of like back in the day, kind of reminiscing the way it used to be before you just grabbed it and went or got it out of a convenience store? Okay. I, I, somehow you cut out a wee bit No, there. that's okay. Um, With y'all's soda fountain there, how fun is it to watch families come in and enjoy, like, the nostalgia, but also the way that you once had to sit there and enjoy it and order oh, they the have house. They have such a good time, you know, and especially the little bottles of Coca-Cola. You know, they're ice cold, and we have the little ice cream chairs and tables, you know, and um, so we have lots of people who come in, even just locals who, who come in and have a ice cream float with us or, or have a little bottle of Coca-Cola, and kids love it. Um, they absolutely love it. It's just very, very fun. And I know it's going to be fun all week, Larbeth. You guys are gearing up uh, with Visit Vicksburg and the city. Always do a great job when you put on events, but this one's going to be a marathon, not a sprint, as it covering a whole week-long celebration. So what's going to be happening in Vicksburg? Yeah, so we're going to kick it off at the Beaten Horn Cove Colony Museum on that Monday and have just a big kickoff party at the museum. We're going to um, announce, have, have some fun announcements. The mayor's going to do a proclamation by the city of Vicksburg and just have refreshments and have our community come out and just celebrate all the history that we have at the Beaten Horn Coca-Cola Museum and our, our legacy with Coca-Cola. And then that week, um, with Museum admission on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday. You'll get a free bottled Coke. Um, we are we're sponsoring that. Really want to encourage people to um, go and learn about the history of Coca-Cola in Vicksburg and sip on a bottled Coke because, I mean, that's what it's all about this week. Is we're going to celebrate the bottling of Coca-Cola. We have um, some restaurants that are going to be doing some Coca-Cola specials. Walnut Hills already sent us what they're doing. They're going to provide 
a mini Coke float with every meal purchased. And then they're also going to have a special entree featuring Coca-Cola infused kebabs. So I'm really excited about that. And then that Thursday night, um, Vicksburg Main Street is presenting classic shops and soda pops, which is going to be from 5 to 7 p.m., a special evening of shopping where um, all the merchants will, you know, invite everyone out to, to get you know, enjoy shopping sales, and they'll have a little promotion with bottle caps from Coke, where people can, whoever spends at least $20 in one of our merchants, they'll be have a chance to win some prizes with the bottle cap pools. And then they're, they're working on some live music and some more fun surprises that night. And then over at the Chandelier Lounge at Cedar Grove from 6 to 8, they're going to have a rum and Coke tasting, and um, they're going to be featuring... Um, I think four to five different kinds of rums to pair with your Coca-Cola as a classic pairing of rum and Coke. And then that Friday night, the well, Friday during the day, they're going to have the Old Mississippi River Bridge. It's going to be open for one of our sip strolls. So it's going to be the classic sip stroll, and it's going to be from 12 to 6. You know, everybody loves a chance to go and walk over the mighty Mississippi. So it'll be a great chance to just go and just enjoy being outside and seeing the Mississippi River, and then that night we're having a traditional stock cop at the Southern Cultural Heritage Center, and so people just need to wear their poodle skirts and um, all their, their fun classic wear and go to the Southern Cultural Center, and they're going to have a jukebox, and it's just going to be so much fun. They've been doing um, a lot of dance parties every month, so I bet I, I predict that we'll have a lot of our regular dancers coming out and doing some of those fun dances that they've been doing, and it's, just, it's such a wonderful venue the auditorium at the Southern Cultural Center is just amazing. So can't wait to for the sock hop. It's all most of these events are all family friendly. Um so I mean I'm planning to, to bring my kids out. The Coca Cola Museum is my daughter's favorite place to visit. So yeah. <laughs> I'm Vicksburg and so it's all family friendly. It's spring break, so I know a lot of people are gonna be looking for things to do. That weekend Golden Hills is gonna be kicking off and it's you know one of our classic Vicksburg events, one of our signature events. So that's going to be going on Friday and Saturday nights at 7.30 p.m. and then on Sunday for the matinee at 2 p.m. And then that Saturday, we're going to, you know, encourage everybody to go to the museum and learn the history, get their free bottle of Coke with their admission. And then we're going to have some classic cars out for the Classic Sip Fest Wheel Show um, right in front of Washington Street Park. And our Vicksburg Cruisers Car Club is going to bring some classic cars down so people can come and check that out and then there's a coca-cola party at duck green that afternoon and then that night um there's going to be a movie on the lawn featuring the love bug um in front of the levy street warehouse on levy street which is right down from washington street so just a full week of events um we we went with the classic coke theme because people just get excited about all things classic and um that's been our theme and it's just been a lot of fun to help some of these groups come up with the events and thinking about dressing up and decorating and all that fun stuff. So well, it's it's, it's going to be a great week. That's week starts uh, March the 12th. That's 130 years of Coca-Cola being bottled there in Vicksburg. Nancy Larbeth, I appreciate both of your time. Nancy, we thank you. I hope you got some peanuts and a moon pie because that's what I want with my, oh, with my Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, you ladies, or you got you all stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. We hope you know you can always find us, too, on that local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Now, February is winding down. I know we get an extra day this year, and that's a good thing because we can celebrate Heart Month for just a little bit longer. Heart disease is the leading cause of death in both men and women in, in nationwide, but also here in our state. But we're going to focus on women today. Joining me is Dr. Catherine Lowe. She's an interventional cardiologist with Jackson Heart, and she wants you to take care of your heart. Right, Dr. Lowe? Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. I think heart months should be extended all year, but I may be biased. You know, you are a little biased, and as a dietitian, I have said if on the evening news, which I know this is morbid, but hang with me, if every night they also played a list of people who died of heart disease, along with maybe other gunshot unfortunate sort of events, it would start to wake us up because for most it can be prevented or at least intervened in terms of longing your life expectancy when you take those numbers and things seriously that you get from your from your doctor so i completely agree with yeah. that and i think people would be shocked at how long that list is i know and that would be the thing the news isn't long enough which is sad and eye opening all at the or all at the same time i am interested though dr Lowe, how did you get interested in cardiology i mean as a healthcare professional what led you to this specific field I have always been interested in the heart and cardiovascular function since high school. And then going through medical school and internal medicine training, I love the amount of treatment that you could provide from an interventional standpoint um, as far as preventing progression of heart disease, preventing heart failure, and really getting to people early and providing education to prevent problems down the line. And I love that even if problems arise in the mm-hmm. cardiac system, we're able to treat them 99% of the time and make people better. And make people better. And that starts with um, sort of awareness. So from your perspective, I know it's like a big umbrella term that we say heart disease because it really is. I mean, that can be all kinds of things. We th- You think during heart month it's just about your high cholesterol and that's one of them or high blood pressure. But how do you help people understand what heart disease is? What I tell my patients is that heart disease is anything that will have a negative impact on your heart. We think of it most often in terms of blockages in the heart arteries, and that can be due to high cholesterol, uncontrolled high blood pressure, obesity, especially in our state, um, or diabetes. Those are our big risk factors as well as smoking. And heart disease is a restriction of blood flow to the heart muscle from those blockages. That can cause a heart attack. That can cause heart failure. Uh, And most people... Unfortunately, we don't see until they've already had that disease development and it's caused a problem, and that is how they've gotten to us as cardiologists. Is there, for some that say it's genetic or familiar, for whatever the, the whatever that F word is, not the other ones, um, it, how much is it, can it be nature versus nurture when it comes to heart health? I think it is a 
50-50 split most of the time. There is a rare exception where um, if you have premature coronary heart disease, which is development of heart disease in members of your family, first degree relatives, less than 65 years old, that yes, you have a higher risk factor than the general population of having heart disease yourself. Um, most of the time, as long as you control your blood pressure, your weight, your cholesterol, you're a non-smoker, you'll be fine. But it is important that if it runs in your family that you do get screened at an earlier period of time, even if you aren't having symptoms. So screening for heart disease, Dr. Lowe, is that just your blood pressure and your cholesterol numbers, or are there other screening tools out there that we have now to better pinpoint our um, potential for heart disease? Fortunately, we do have other screening tools that have risen over the last few years and are very easy to do. One is a coronary calcium score, where is a CT scan, takes about three minutes. It's specifically looking for calcium deposits within the heart arteries. If that is present, then we really get aggressive with blood pressure and cholesterol control. Which we should be doing anyway. And those are easier numbers to get that we should all know. So it's particularly blood pressure because I know they call that a silent killer for a reason because you could be living with elevated um, blood pressure and not recognize it. So that's why Correct. it's important not to go off on how you feel, people. you got to know the actual number. But what's going on inside to our heart when we are um, registering a blood pressure maybe, you know, over that wonderful 120 over 80? So... If you continuously have high blood pressure, that is correct. You don't feel it. You feel fine. Your heart is not feeling fine. So think of your heart as a pump, and your heart is having to pump against a higher pressure, and it's having to work harder than it would at baseline. Over a long period of time, that can wear out the heart. They can cause heart disease. It can cause heart failure in some patients. And you really don't have symptoms until your heart is already struggling. And that's something we want to avoid. Correct. So the other number is cholesterol. So how are those two numbers? I mean, I know they're different. We obviously know they're different. But how are they different in terms of how they affect your heart? So gold blood pressure is something all the time should be 120 or less um, in order to not be considered hypertension. For cholesterol, your goal LDLs, if you don't have any high cholesterol, I mean, any atherosclerotic heart disease or buildup of plaque should be less than 100. Now, if you do have plaque buildup, we are now targeting your bad cholesterol, your LDL, closer to 55. Um, European studies have shown that that is kind of the sweet spot as far as preventing progression of disease. I know a lot of folks that you have mixed camps, Dr. Lowe. It's like, I don't want to get on medicine, so I'm going to fight, 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 fight for that. But maybe nothing is um, moving the needle. Um, or you have those folks that just, you know, get on medicine and, and then think that that's going to be it. So what is medicine's role in helping us manage both cholesterol and hypertension? So what I tell my patients that I think is very important is I believe diet and exercise is a medicine. Food is a medicine. Exercise is a medicine. And I I have multiple patients who say I never want to get on a drug therapy. But I tell them, let's do it and protect your heart while you're doing everything else you need to do to eventually maybe come off those medications if your lifestyle changes. But don't leave your heart unprotected while you're making those lifestyle changes. And so I believe that the drugs protect you until you've lost enough weight that you can come off blood pressure medications or you've changed your diet enough to where maybe you can come off cholesterol medications. So I always say don't think of this as permanent. Think of it as protection. 
Oh, I like the way uh, you worded that. And also don't think of yourself as a failure if you have to live with both, right? Right. right? Like, because uh, for some, depending on age, depending on your genetics, just depending on a lot of different things, you know, it's a good thing that we have both to be able to manage. You want to be as long as least medications as possible? No, if, if possible. But if you do have to have help, you know, be grateful that it's there and that you can still protect your heart. Correct. Um, in sort of that way. You know, I've never thought about it as protection. That's like a new way of kind of, of, of sort of looking at it. Are you always having to find new ways to, to, to give the same information, Dr. Lowe? I am. I try to individualize it um, because some patients will absorb, you know, my sweet little ladies will take it completely different than my 35-year-old males, you know, and they may need to be on the same drugs. So you really, I really try to talk to the patient, individualize it, and find something that I can get through to them with. What would they have already had to have experienced to wind up um, in your um, office, Dr. Lowe? Because you are an interventional cardiologist, so you are not the frontline defense necessarily. So most of the time, um, they will make it through a primary care provider before they get to me. Um, I do take self-referrals, though, so sometimes I'm the first person they see. Uh, But a lot of times I have patients with uncontrolled blood pressure, uncontrolled cholesterol, or they're already having symptoms of chest pain, at which point we work them up for heart blockages a little bit more aggressively. Which that's nothing to take lightly. You mentioned the words chest pains. How do you know if it's chest pains and not indigestion? So sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, I look at the risk factors and then the things that you look for for heart pains, cardiac pains, also called angina, is um, whether or not it's related to exertion or stress. So I have patients say, you know, I have chest pain not related with eating is oftentimes when I'm exerting myself, walking uphill, or I'm really stressed out. And something stressful at work has happened or something of that nature, I get chest pain. It goes away when I'm calm and when I've rested or when I've stopped exerting myself. Those are kind of red flags. Exertionally related chest pain is a red flag for me that maybe we should look further. So it's not like you had the burrito and then you feel like you're going to, that still may be a problem, which you probably need to to address, but it may not be that. Because I've always thought it was interesting, like when you say chest pain, pain, the word pain means different things to different people. So is it like a tightness or is it like, um, like a smothering or what's normally associated with get to the, get to the doctor quick. So there is never. I tell my patients, you are individualized, and what may be considered chest pain for somebody else may not be for you. So I always say if it is a tightness, squeezing, something abnormal that you have not experienced before, and it does not go away, you then need to seek treatment. You need to seek treatment, and this affects women more than it does men. we got more with Dr. Lowe coming up next here on Good Things. From the Seabrook Paint Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm.
Welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We hope you have downloaded that Supertalk Mississippi app. You can find us there anytime, anywhere. You can always find us anytime on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Of course, you can watch us. We are on Supertalk TV on your computer or your mobile device. If you head on over there, you'll see I'm Not Alone. We're continuing our conversation with Dr. Catherine Lowe. It's the end of Heart Month, so we wanted to make sure we got in some good heart talk. She's an interventional cardiologist, means she does all the things. Is what I had to look it up. I was like, what's the difference in, in, in cardiologists. So you spend your days helping people protect their heart and um, preserve their health, which I think is a good thing. Okay, so heart disease does impact women more than men. Why? So I don't think, I think that is more undiagnosed in women than men. I think women are less likely to seek treatment. Um, I do think proportionally it is one in three women will die from heart disease. I know. It is a staggering story staggering number. 44% of all women in the United States have some form of heart disease, whether or not they know it. Um, So it's somebody that you probably know has heart disease. Whether or not they've sought treatment for it is a different story. But I think continuing education is important. A lot of times women, we're taking care of everybody else. I hate to say that, but it is true. Mm -hmm. And so we're less likely to seek treatment and get get diagnosed and get screened. Um, Some of that is related to lifestyle choices, especially in Mississippi, um, as far as why we're at higher risk. And then another part of it is hormonal. Um, lack of estrogen as we get older, hitting menopause, things of that nature, do put you at increased risk for atherosclerotic heart disease. So I think that it is important to get screened. And that's why it's important just to have those well, yearly wellness visits and mm-hmm. having those conversations with your, with your doctor. One thing I see, at least in our state or among a lot, is just the lack of having like a primary care provider that keeps, who's kind of like a you know who um, who organizes all the squirrels for you, keeps all the cats wrangled, all the things like you know, all, and asks all those questions. I mean, is that a good place for for anybody listening, women and men, but particularly women? It's just to establish a primary care provider, and why can't that be your OB? Correct. So, um, I, nothing against your OB. No, I love my OB. She's wonderful, but they are primarily handling. Pregnancy, you know, obstetrics, and post-pregnancy care um, when you're no longer having children is just centered around menopause and symptom management. You need somebody that's going to make sure that you're getting the heart-healthy screenings, getting your colonoscopy when you need it, getting screened for different types of cancers as we get older if you have a smoking history. And... That is overwhelming for some OBs who are otherwise busy with all of their other pregnant patients, things like that. And as we get older, you need less of the pregnancy side of things. I think females, you need a dedicated primary care I hope you need less of the pregnancy side. Right. Correct. Correct. (laughs) But no matter what age you are, no matter what age you are, you need a primary care provider that you are seeing at least once a year, if not every six months. Which I think is something most people roll their eyes at. Oh, but it is one of those like you if you catch um, hypertension or you catch just the creeping of your cholesterol. How much better is that than showing up and having you were talking during the break, like having a three thousand calcium score or you know finding out that you have stage three or stage two hypertension? It is life changing. It can prevent so many problems, and a majority of patients are not checking their blood pressure on a routine basis at their house. So the only time they get it checked is if they go to their physician's office. And I would hope that if it's elevated there, they then start screening you more carefully for high blood pressure and have you check it yourself and controlling problems before they become a problem is keeps you from me having to put stents in your heart. So 
I would strongly recommend getting a primary care provider if you don't have one already. So the signs and symptoms when it comes to heart attack and stroke for women are just different than they are in men. Again, why? And then what? Are, <laughs> and then what are they? So yes, women present differently than men. We rarely read the textbook that says I'm having pain in the center of my chest that's tight and radiates to my left arm. Rarely is that the story I've gotten from my female patients. Most of the time they come in and say, I have a little heart fluttering when I'm stressed or when I'm exercising. Or um, I have one of my partners, his patient said, my left elbow hurts every time I run. And sure enough, she ended up with a stent a week later. Now, I don't want to cause he went to right, just overthink. their elbows. Overthink. Like I did. I just was like, what is that with my elbows? But, but just saying, uh, pay attention. So most angel or heart pain symptoms are located in the chest. They can radiate in the back. They can radiate to the jaw or the arms. And it's really paying attention to your symptoms and noticing if there's something new. Um, now, why we present differently than men, I don't know. But the, for women, a lot of times we will downplay, oh, it's acid reflux. Oh, I'm just stressed. And I ask that you don't do that as a female. If there's a new symptom, please have it addressed. Because, again, knowing as then you can sort of uh, make a game plan, just putting your um, head in the sand when it comes to your um, heart health is not going to fix the situation. You mentioned the other um, word here in Mississippi, which is diabetes. Which comes first, usually the chicken or the egg when it comes to heart disease or diabetes? So a lot of times diabetes is the culprit that will lead to heart disease, Um, especially undiagnosed, untreated diabetes. Um, A lot of patients don't know that they're diabetic because they have not been screened for it at least once a year. And then they come in with plaque buildup in their hearts. They come in with some nerve problems in their legs because the sugars have destroyed their nerves. Or um, they've come in with stroke. And so it's very important to get screened with diabetes. It's definitely a risk factor for heart disease. Heart disease, um, I mean, um, heart disease awareness a month, which is February, has been for a really long time, is due to the hard work of those with the American Heart Association. I know we have a great chapter here in Mississippi, and I know we've got the Women of Impact campaign coming up, which you're a part of for the Go Red for Women. So what's kind of the mission behind that campaign and Go Red for Women here in Mississippi? So Go Red for Women is a, well, the Women of Impact campaign is to provide kind of like a, um, a focus campaign to help provide education, raise funds for women's health, to educate and give talks and social media on women have cardiovascular disease, we are undereducated on it, we are un- underdiagnosed on it, and we are undertreated. And this is a focus campaign to raise money and awareness to get more women tested and treated and educated. The um, Go Red cam- Women campaign all of the funds goes to stay in Mississippi, which is great. They go towards research for trials with women involved. Statistically, women are less than a third of all trial candidates for new drugs, new treatments, things of that nature. And all the money that is raised stays in the state to go towards research dedicated to help women, which I think is so important to lead to new medications, new treatments for heart disease. And I know that event is coming up June 7th, which feels mm-hmm. 
a long way away, Dr. Lowe, but like, gosh, it is, I mean, we are knocking on March's door, which is nuts to me. So if we want to find out more um, about that event, how do we do that? So AHA website, you can type in um, Go Red for Women or Women of Impact. Um, I have a page on there as well that gives you all of the education and details as far as um, the event itself, how you can donate, how you can raise awareness, and as well as educational material on what is a heart attack, what is heart disease, where are the symptoms I need to look for, and how I start a conversation with my family. All of that is on there. It's great for people who want more information. So one thing, going back to the medication that I see often, how important is it, Dr. Lowe, that we take our medicine as prescribed? I tell my patients all the time, I am not prescribing medicine because I want to prescribe medicine. I'm prescribing it for a reason and for a purpose. And at the end of the day, that purpose is to make you live longer, have better quality of life by feeling better. And so it's extremely important that you take your medicine. And I tell my patients all the time, if there is a problem with your medication, there's a side effect that you don't like, or you have a question about it, please don't just stop it. Please call me and we'll have a discussion of why you're on it and the importance of it. And if you have a good blood pressure day, we don't skip it? Correct. Correct. It is working because you are taking it long term. And we take our um, her high cholesterol medicine daily, too. We don't just take it when we have a high-fat meal. Correct. <laughs> All of the drugs work best if they have built up in your system, and uh, you take them as I'm, prescribed. I'm laughing, but you'd be surprised at what we hear um, in our clinics, but also, too, you know, you may think that, why should I? But that's what it's doing. It's working, so you're supposed to take it sort of as, as prescribed. You don't want to play around with your heart because you only get one. one. You do. God gave you one. But, you know, you might get another one, but you don't want to be on that list. Right. You don't want to be on that list. We want to avoid that. <laughs> we absolutely want to avoid that. But if for whatever reason, Dr. Lowe, we do find ourselves at that intersection of maybe needing an interventional cardiologist or more information for one of our family members, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Uh, with me. So I am one of the cardiologists for Jackson Heart. We have a, lo- a large group. Um, there are 20 of us. They're there, and you can just call the clinic, and we most of the time can see people within a week and get you scheduled to get screened. And if nothing else, what I'm taking away is have a primary care provider, know your cholesterol, and know your blood pressure. Correct. We can start there, and luckily with heart disease, everything is treatable. Everything is treatable. Well, I appreciate your time, Dr. Lowe. Thank you. And you guys stick with us. we get more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Mm 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. Coming up on Friday, you got Sports Talk Mississippi. They're going to be live at the M-Trade Park to kick off the spring seasons of baseball, fast pitch, and soccer. That's fast pitch softball. (laughs) I was like, fast pitch soccer. That doesn't happen. Fast pitch softball. I need the word softball after fast pitch. Although some of you are like, oh, I know exactly what that is. It just feels like... A word with missing and soccer. But I guess you could add a new layer to soccer you've never seen before if you added in fast pitch soccer. Minds are blown. Anyway. Wouldn't that technically be when they do the flip for a throw in? Maybe so. True, because that that's very technical. But nearly 150 teams are going to be in Oxford this weekend for U-Triple-SA Baseball. So for the full schedule of tournaments this spring, visit mtradepark.com. Don't miss the boys on Sports Talk Live from Entrade Park in Oxford coming up this Friday. If you're going to play, play M-Trade. And also, don't forget, too, we got our Super Talk Mississippi News team. They are covering your stories. You can stay up to date and get our free weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter, where I just clicked and saw where a Southern Miss alum to the top. Um, she was um, a country veteran. I guess Karen Waldrop took the first step in amplifying her career with a stellar performance on Tuesday night's episode of The Voice. I missed it. I missed it. So if I am correct, you'll have to keep me between the ditches here when it comes to all of our folks on TV. We should have an American Idol contestant this this upcoming season or at least i know they auditioned haven't heard whether they got their golden ticket and then now it seems like we're going to have one on the voice as well so kudos um kudos to her so i will have to add that to my list of things um to keep up with uh on tv (laughs) just a laundry list i wish there was a way to like just ding like when Mississippi, like you know how you get notifications, all kinds. I just need my TV to notify me when there's a Mississippi and on, and like my phone, like hey Mississippi and on channel, da 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 da, so I can just click over and then be like yes, go home team, um, and be and be up to date. But that just means there's so many of us out there doing doing really good things. So what you're saying is, if you are listening to good things currently, and you are also following Rebecca on social media, whenever you see a Mississippian on TV, please. start just bombarding her DMs. Please, do, ooh, yes, tell me. But I also need very specific channel show name, like all. I mean, I need very. Very specific, uh, very specific. You're just going to be sitting there, and all of a sudden your phone's going to melt, and you're like, oh, a Mississippian. <laughs> I do feel that way a lot of times. I'll take screenshots of, of the TV. I will, you know, I'll like, get really excited because once you start looking for it, you know, you 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 find what you seek, right? That's what the saying says or something like that. And, <laughs> and close enough. Close, very close enough. And so when you start looking for the good in our state or looking for those in our state that are out there doing, you know, unique and fun things, it's everywhere. And they're nestled in all these unique, um, all these unique places. One thing I, I hate we don't have a Mississippi at on because I'd love to have a reason to stay more in tune with it um, is the Let's Make a Deal. I think that's the name of it. Island where it's the. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> so let's say how much TV I watch. <laughs> So I may have the, the the beginning of it wrong, but Howie Mandel used to be the yeah, he did the of, Let's Make a Deal. Okay, so it is Let's Make a Deal. So they combined that with Survivor. And so it's <laughs> so it's on an island like they So it's not just Hollywood that's completely devoid of creativity anymore. I guess it's, it's, it's leaked over into TV too. It's leaked over and so 
I enjoyed Let's Make a Deal. Y'all remember the banker and the whole thing and all the thing and the suitcases. Well, you know how he wouldn't shake anybody's hand. Right. And now they you still have the suitcases. You still have like all of that. And they're now, sh- they're on an island. They're on an island. Are the suitcase sh- models in bikinis? I don't know. I didn't watch that the premiere. That might get me to turn in. That might. That I did not. I did not make it through the premiere. So if we do have a Mississippian, though, I will add it to my DVR. But I, it is one when you start to think about things that you could smorgasbord together. Like two. Like those are not two things I thought would have went. So now I'm thinking, what can you like a singing competition with? What? Like what's a what's a um, double dare? Double. I was like, what? There needs to be some physical. Yeah, sour note, slime. Deal or no deal. So it's deal or no deal island. So, but yes, but his tagline is "Let's make a deal." I think, right? Or is let? No, that's right. Deal or no deal is Howie Mandel. Let's make a deal has been around for forever, and now it. Who is the host of that? He was on Whose Lines It Anyway? Wayne Brady? Is, is he the one that hosts Let's Make a Deal? I have no idea. But if you want to watch Deal or No Deal Island, it comes on on Mondays at 9 o'clock on NBC. Yeah, Deal or No Deal has the the briefcases with the different dollar amounts. Let's Make a Deal has the different doors. Behind door number two. Correct. Too many to keep up. Like I said, y'all, too much to keep up with. I appreciate, though, Dan and Hattiesburg. Fast pitch kickball. Got it. <laughs> Speaking of fast pitch kickball, you got sports coming up next with the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.